the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to today's City Mission Hope for the Homeless podcast. I'm Leah Dietrich, Director of Clinical Services for City Mission in Washington, PA, filling in as host for Dean Gartland, our President and CEO, who can't be with us today. So today we're going to be discussing a combination of relating scripture to principles of the 12 steps of recovery. If you've been following along with this series, we have discussed so far steps one through nine, and today's podcast will focus on steps 10 through 12, which focus on the topics of integrity, self-discipline, and service or giving back. At City Mission, we believe in the importance of giving back to the community, and we are an organization founded on the principles of combining faith with recovery from life's challenges. We are a residential homeless facility in Washington, PA, and we serve four major populations, veterans, single women, single men, and women with children. Over our over 80 years of service to the community of not only Washington, but surrounding areas, we have reached out to help individuals who are homeless for various reasons, whether it be domestic violence, mental health, medical concerns, or addiction recovery. We also offer medical services on our campus and provide food, whether it be hot meals or also food bags, to individuals in the community in need of those items as well as resources and connections to treatment. We believe that it is important to address needs that are, that are coming to our doors, whether they be individuals who are homeless or just in need of a helping hand. I have with me in the studio today two of our staff who work on our campus with our residential programs. I have Brad Nelson with me from our veterans program. Brad, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your your connection to this topic. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Leah, for having me back. Um, I have been at the mission and in for about five years. I've been working in the drug and alcohol field for around 18 years. And I am also a person in recovery for over 24 years. So I've been doing this just for a little bit of time here. Absolutely. And Lisa Rotello, <clears throat> who manages our single women's program. Hi, Leah. Thanks for having me. Um, I, too, uh, have a similar story to Brad's. I have been working in the field for a number of years and have experienced almost 19 years of sobriety myself. So, yes, yeah, seen a lot and experienced a lot um, that relates to this topic today. Well, thank you both for being here today, for your work with individuals in recovery, and for being willing to share that with us and your expertise as we take on steps 10 through 12. So if you are new to this podcast, or if you are new to the 12 steps, we're going to start out with just an overview of what those steps are, 10 through 12. And I'm going to give you some scripture verses. If you're following along from a faith perspective or looking for more of that, we are going to go over some verses that are connected to those steps. 
we believe that the 12 steps of recovery can apply to almost all of life's problems, whether it be addiction or whether it be any challenge that you're facing. So we are going to start with step 10. I'm going to read over these steps, and then we're going to get into a little discussion about what these steps really mean and how we apply them within life. Uh, within whether it be our lives or the lives of our residents and connecting individuals in the community to this powerful and life-changing information. So we're starting with step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it and promptly underlined. First um, Corinthians ten twelve really relates to this and it says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. Step 11 says, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Colossians 3, 16, the first part of the verse says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then the final step, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to alcoholics, and we can also place other things in this block, and to practice these principles in all of our affairs. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently, but watch yourself, or you may also be tempted. Um, These steps, as I mentioned earlier, we summarize in the words integrity, self-discipline, and service. But there is so much in here that we can jump into. So I'm going to let you lead off, Brad. Talk to us a little bit about these steps and how they are so, so critical. So I just want to kind of talk about some of the stuff that's happening inside the words of those steps. So, you know, step 10 is very important when it talks about promptly admitting when we were wrong and and taking daily inventory. And I just want to point out that promptly is what I like to call a little big word. It's not a very big word, but it means a whole big thing. Um, But more importantly, what I want to talk about is that what the 10th step really does for people, um, whether in recovery or not, and, and it's so, so important, is it forces us to live in the only thing that truly exists. And what the only thing that truly exists is the present moment. And what I mean by that is that right now is now, and 10 minutes from now is now, and 10 years from now is going to be now. And so the present moment is for, it's it's eternal. And um, the other thing that is eternal here is God. God is eternal. And one of the things that I've uh, seen with working with others is so many people are lost and they're looking for God and um, they're trying to find them somewhere out there, and maybe in two months they'll find them, and maybe if they're good enough, they'll they'll meet God. And the reason why they, I believe, they can't find them is because they're not looking where He's at. And the only place that look, the only thing that exists is now, and spiritual principles can only exist in the present moment, and God exists in the present moment. Uh, we to find God, we have to be in the present moment. We have to be right here, right now. The present moment is eternal. God is eternal. And uh, I think that's a lot more, you know, promptly admitting when we were, when I was wrong, you get a little bit of practice with that, it becomes automatic. Once you begin to change the way you live, it's really hard to sit with doing something wrong. And I want to talk a little bit more about that when we get to the 11th step. Um, do you want me to keep going to 11? Go ahead, Lisa. Yeah, I was going to just throw in there. Sorry, I was jumping up and down over here. Um, I'm thinking about um, the personal inventory, taking 
continue to take personal inventory. What that the important part of that for me is that step ten sort of collects and um, puts into a unit the first nine steps. So for me, when I look at taking my my daily inventory, what it does is it I, I go back and I'm remembering the character defects that I identified in, in five with my sponsor and the things that drove me to make the decisions that I made and the things that I didn't see about myself and that and that drove the the um, addictive behavior in the past. And so when I figure out what those are, those are the things that I'm looking for in my day-to-day practices, right? So if I'm practicing the principles of the program, those are the things that stick out. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm looking at that list, those things that I identified with my sponsor about my character defects. And I go, okay, so which have I pulled from those today? Where was I self-seeking? Where was I selfish? Where was I, uh, you know, minimizing to someone? Where was I, um, you know, as the list goes on and on, whatever that is for you. But for me, I find that to be one of the most important steps because if I don't end my day with looking at my day, I wake up tomorrow thinking I can somehow have a better past. Um, <laughs> and I can't. So the gift of the program is that I get up the next day and I go, yes, those are the things I identified yesterday. And guess what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go back and I'm going to do my best to make immediate, right? I'm going to promptly admit my part in that um, and correct it to the best of my ability That right then. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, in, in the beginning, it's really hard to do a daily inventory. And when mm-hmm. I first started doing it, I had to do one like in the middle of the day and then one <laughs> at the end of the day because I was still messing up so bad. But what happens is we do get better around here. We do recover. And and if you continue to take a, an inventory, it becomes automatic. So you're just going through your day, and it's automatically you're looking at yourself. You're looking at why am I doing this? It's really, really important. We're going to talk about meditation here in a second. And, it, you know, it, it, it for me, inventory and meditation, what am I doing and why am I doing it? So, so important. Yeah. Well, and let's talk about step 11 and prayer and meditation and contact with God. I know that I think the 12 steps get a poor reputation within the Christian community at times as not being faith filled, but they are faith filled. Like this is a clear indication that we are spending time with God and we are starting to understand where that comes into play. So talk to me a little bit about step 11. So again, only for the knowledge of his will, only is one of those little big words that I mentioned earlier. It's a little word, but it means a lot. Um, what I want to talk about is two things, is and uh, praying only for the knowledge of God's will and the power to carry that out. So the knowledge of God's will for me today is guilt. And I'm not talking about uh, that euphemism of what, what's, what's called Catholic guilt. Or, what I'm talking about is actual guilt. Um, and so there's two types of guilt that I can't, that I have in a program. One of them is gone, and that first guilt is the guilt I walked into this program with. And here's why I had that guilt, because deep down inside, I knew I wasn't living up to my own expectations of the type of man I'm supposed to be. That guilt is gone through working the 12 steps and finding Jesus and, and having a higher power. Um, but the other type of guilt is, is you know, the way I don't do God's will is like three ways. I either wander off course, I make a mistake, or I puff my chest out. I don't do too much chest puffing anymore because it's just too painful. Um, but I, it's not intentional, but the, the guilt tells me that I'm off course, that I'm no longer doing God's will. 
and uh, that hurts me today. Um, God's will has become my own true will for myself today. And so when I feel that guilt, I feel pain. That pain drives me to get back on track in God's will. So the power to carry it out, the, the knowledge of God's will today for me is guilt, and the power to carry it out is that, that pain that I feel from not doing God's will, because that's really what I want to do. That was, that's hard to follow, Brad. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about this step, and um, oftentimes when things are rough in life, I've looked at and heard from uh, other people in, in the program, looks like you're dancing on step 11, right? And, and what that means to me is that I'm all over the prayer and meditation because I cannot manage man's world without God. Um, I like to think of myself as a spiritual being having a human experience, and I heard that from someone very, very early on, and it stuck with me all these years that um, regardless of um, my you know, my conscious contact with God and, and my relationship with him, the world is still going to come at me. Um, man's world is still going to create issues of difficulty in my life. And so if I don't continue to seek through prayer meditation and improve my conscious contact, I'm going to lose that conscious contact. He is not, I have to invite him. Um, I don't go to people's houses uninvited. <laughs> He's not coming somewhere where I'm not asking him to come and I need to have that door open. So for me, that is sort of a, a another foundational um, part of this. It's extremely important. God is a gentleman. He's not going to come anywhere where he's not <laughs> <Right>? invited. <laughs> I love it. And the last step in these 12 steps is so, so critical. Um, so talk to me about why. Why? Lisa, tell me about that. Why is it so critical to carry the message and to practice the principles and to give back? Well, I think a really important part of this is uh, the beginning, and it's uh, the words again, like Brad was saying, a, a, a little big word, um, having had um, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. And I think that gets missed a lot in that we just think of step 12 as a service step, and it is a service step, and it's sharing what I've learned with my fellow alcoholics and addicts that's still suffering, and it's um, it's doing service in the fellowship, and it's, and it's a multitude of things. It's praying with others. It's... But having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, so I don't get the full implication of step 12 until I've worked all of the other 11 steps. Um, I cannot share something that I have not experienced. I cannot bring to the table something that has not occurred in me. Um, I can want to. I can wish I could. I can make coffee all day at a meeting. But I cannot express um, a spiritual awakening. I cannot share my spiritual experience with someone unless I'm living it. And so for me, that is, that is the, the, it's the pivotal. Yeah. We end on 12 and then we start on and and start again on 12 and we, so it's a, it's a psych, it's a cyclical um, pattern there. Yeah. Just two quick things. Um, I just want to refer everyone to John 13. That's where Jesus is washing his apostles feet. Really, really important. But here's what I really want to say about the 12 step is I believe in angels and um, I'm not talking about the ones up in heaven with a halo. They're in a harp band. You might have seen the pictures of them. I'm talking about some other angels. Um, I'm talking about everybody. I'm talking about guardian angels. I believe that we are each other's angels down here on earth. And what we're really supposed to be doing is serving one another. 
we're supposed to be helping one another. And that's what the 12-step is all about. It's about having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, not a result of getting a new iPhone, <laughs> not a result of taking a nap. It's about working these spiritual principles, not the steps of spiritual principles. And spirit is spirit. and I, I, It doesn't matter. Spiritual is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And having a result is turns us into a person who is of service, who is an angel. Absolutely. That active service is so critical, and it's such an important part of what we do with our clients at City Mission. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to help them to understand how giving back to others fuels us. It can create a fire in you um, to be able to take care of self and to take care of those around you because people have taken care of you. It's really a cycle. So I thank you guys so much for your input on these steps, steps 10 through 12. In our final podcast of this series, we'll be back in the next podcast to talk about application of the steps and why it's so critical to be working these steps. Um, Thank you so much to Brad and Lisa, and thank you to our listeners for coming and joining us for today's discussion. We are so excited about this topic and feel so passionately about it. We want to encourage you to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram under at CityMission1941. We would love to have your comments on the topics that we discuss. And until next time, God bless you all from myself and the entire City Mission Hope for the Homeless team. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.